Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the first edition of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. We are your hosts, Ben Dinnery here with myself, Andy Serafin. And here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sport injuries to bring you the most up-to-date and injury news to take your knowledge to the next level. So, Ben, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about yourself? Uh, hi, Andy. Well, uh, my name is Ben Dinnery. Um, I'm based in the UK, in the north of England, and I'm a, an injury data analyst. Um, I do have a, a medical background in sports therapy, um, but around about eight years ago, uh, I decided to, to focus mainly on, on the statistics and, and, and collection of the data around injuries, uh, particularly in the Premier League. So looking at um, players' injuries, um, trends at certain points of the season, uh, and, and, and looking at um, squads and, and rotations and, and implications and, and the impact of, of you know those players being injured on, on individual teams. All right, great. And myself, my name is Andy Farrison. I am actually a first-year doctor of physical therapy student at Duke University. Um, I have a huge interest in soccer injuries. I actually run my own Instagram page called Footy Knock, so at Footy Knock. And Ben, you also have a page. Why don't you tell us about that as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got a, a, a Twitter handle, which is just at Ben Dinnery. Um, that's my personal account. But I also have a website, which is premierinjuries.com. And in premierinjuries.com, um, it, it literally just hosts an injury table of all of those teams within the Premier League, squad players who are currently carrying an injury or are um, missing a game through either suspension or, or personal reasons. So it's, it's, a, it's a good way to track players, particularly for, for fantasy uh, soccer purposes, um, on, on player availability. Okay, so we'll get right to it. We're going to start with injuries in the Premier League and do a little bit of injuries from teams around the globe as well. So we'll start with Arsenal, and I think the biggest news coming out of Arsenal within the past week or so was the fact that Santiago Cazorla had another operation on his ankle. Um, for those of you who do not know, he's been out for about a year and a half now. Um, he had some extensive injuries to his ankle, more specifically his Achilles tendon. Um, so, Ben, how has the squad been adjusting with his absence so far? Well, obviously, I mean, I, I remember thinking at the time that, um, you know, Cazola is such a key and, and pivotal player for Arsenal. He, he was a huge blow. Um, you know, he, he's a type of player that, that dictated tempo. Um, he, he determined the style of play. Um, you know, he was the real anchor of that midfield. Uh, you know, so it took a little bit of time for, for Arsenal to adjust to that loss. Um, I remember when it first happened. And Arsene Wenger actually said in a, in a post-match interview, you know, it, it's nothing serious. We're maybe looking at a week, you know, possibly a couple of weeks before we'll see a return. Um, and here we are now, like you say, um, well over a year. Um, and, 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 you know, uh, there's part of this, you, you know, you hope that Cazola will be back this season, but, you know, you wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, if it was maybe um, next year before we see him again. Yeah, obviously his injuries are pretty extensive. We're actually going to have a blog post coming out on the fantasydoctors.com that's going to talk about all the details of his injuries. So definitely stay in tune for that. Um, as far as recovery time for Santiago Cazorla, we have no idea what kind of surgery he recently had on his ankle. 
So as soon as details are released about that, hopefully that comes in the near future, we'll be able to keep you guys updated on that. Um, next for Manchester United, two key injuries or two news updates for this week. Um, Valencia pulled his hamstring um, in the most recent match. How, is they, how are they going to adjust to that injury, Ben? Um, quite well. I mean, uh, Mourinho's picked a, a couple of defensive problems uh, in recent times, but they are quite well stocked at the back. Um, you know, there's options there. Ashley Young's adapted very well to dropping a little deeper this season, and potentially he's an option to, to slot in at, at right back with, with Luke Shaw, who's come into prominence over the last maybe month or so to come in at left back. Um, so that's certainly uh, one option that Mourinho could look at. But then also we, we've got um, Marcus Rocco. Now, he's again, he's recently returned from a, a, an anterior cruciate ligament injury. Um, and, and he slotted in um, at West Brom on Sunday and, and done quite a good job. So, you know, Mourinho's got, certainly got options there and, and there's nothing to sort of panic about at this moment. Yeah, definitely that depth is going to be necessary with Eric Bailly also out. Uh, he recently underwent ankle surgery, and right now his timetable for return is uncertain. So best of luck to him and his recovery. Um, another player that should be noted is Michael Carrick, who has been training with the squad, actually, but he is not fit to return yet. He's been out for an extended period of time with a heart problem called atrial fibrillation, or AFib for short, meaning his heart is kind of out of rhythm. So, Ben, how has the squad been adjusting with Carrick out of the squad and Pogba coming in? And what's going to happen once all these players come back into the midfield? Well, I think, you know, you know Carrick, he, he's a bit of an aging midfielder. And he, um, I think he was, there was at one point last season where he was almost being phased out of the squad. And then he had a little bit of a, a renaissance. He came back um, quite strongly. Mourinho was very clever with when he picked Carrick, picked him in the big games. Um, give him plenty of rest. Um, you know, he, he, he struggled for a lot of years with a, with a bit of a, cons a persistent core problem, you know, so he's had to be managed very carefully. Um, you know, so Carrick being out of the squad hasn't really impacted a lot. Um, like you say, United are, are quite well stocked in, in midfield. And, and even Carrick did have a spell uh, a couple of games where he played at centre-back, you know, so... There is a possibility that when he, if he is fit, and particularly with the loss of, of Eric Bailly, and and we all know the problems that Bill Jones and, and Chris Smalling have in, in in trying to keep fit. No, there's a possibility that Michael Carrick could slot in, slot into a back three or or a back four if needs be at some point in time. All right, good points, and um, we're gonna hop over to the other side of Manchester, actually. Good news on that front, both Vincent Company and Stones will be back in their squad sometime within the next week or so. Uh, Company had an undisclosed muscular injury, and Stones actually pulled his hamstring about a month ago. So how is Manchester City going to kind of integrate these two key center backs back into the center lineup? I think ideally for Pep, what, what he would like, he'd always like to go with maybe um, Vincent Company when fully fit, I think he is the best defender at the club. Um, you know, the key point that I made there was, you know, when fully fit. And if we look back, certainly over the last maybe two or three seasons, what we've seen is, is, is a player um, who just cannot be relied upon now, who, who cannot be relied upon, certainly not in the long term. 
and even in recent times, even over the short term. So that's an issue that Pep's had to deal with. Um, and, and, you know, what we've seen is we've seen John Stones improving, certainly this season since his big money move um, from Everton. He's really started to grow in stature. But also Nicholas Otamendi, you know, he, he's had a, he's been a standout performer this season, um, both at the back, but also popping up with a couple of important goals um, at, at key stages in games. And then we have sort of Mangala, who, um, you know, was out on loan last season. He, he came back into the squad and he's been able to sort of slot in and, and, and fill in in that position and, and really sort of provide some good cover. Um, however, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pep was maybe tempted to dip into the transfer market in, in the window in January just to sort of bolster his ranks. Um, you know, if they have a deep run in, in the FA Cup, they have the Champions League and then also the Premier League. You know, you, you're going to see things pretty stretched if, you know, again, if, if, if company picks up another problem and, and, then you, and then somebody else is missing. So, you know, that's maybe one to watch out for. I think Pep will definitely be, you know, scouring Europe for, for some potential um, uh, centre-backs to come into the squad. Yeah, I agree. Definitely with many months to go in the Premier League season and, they're going to be playing two times a week probably from here on out, especially over the Christmas period, going into March and April with heavy competition in the Champions League to be expected. I think that they need to find a long-term solution to partner with Stones at the back. Um, going on over to London in Chelsea, uh, David Luiz has been out of the squad for some time with knee inflammation. Um, Chelsea hasn't come out with any more details about this injury. But, Ben, do you think that Chelsea could be making a move in the transfer market as well with David Luiz being rumored to the likes of um, Manchester United or Juventus? Yeah, well, it's been a lot of talk over here with regards to a, a bit of a falling out with, with David Luiz and um, Antonio Conte. And, and many were speculating that his absence you know, wasn't, in fact, due to injury. It was because of this um, disagreement. Um, let's just see on the training pitch. But however, you know, um, Conte has come out and firmly denied, denied that. And he said, look, he is injured. Um, speak to the doctor. He will tell you exactly that. And, you know, through the various social media posts, through Instagram and, and what have you, you know, it's, it, it's fairly evident that um, David Luiz is injured. He, he's training on um, anti-gravity treadmills. Um, there is, like you say, there, there is no timeline on, on when he could potentially return. Um, the clubs say that he's been assessed day by day, um, you know. But they've got Christiansen in there, and they've got um, Gary Cahill who who are sitting. Um, and you can put in, you know, Aspilicueta as, as a back three. Again, you know, if you're going to be picking up any injuries or, or suspensions around this time of year, then yeah, it, it is going to be a worry there for Conte. You know, he likes playing this three at the back with the, with the you know with a four in midfield and the two wing backs pushing on. You know, if there's a if there's a centre back there that does pick up an injury, then potentially I think you're probably looking at a change of formation and maybe going back to a flat back four, which might necessarily suit the likes of Eden Hazard, and um, you mightn't have that freedom up the pitch or or even Morata. Um, so I think you know the impact of, of of losing another defender at this stage could be massive for Chelsea. Yeah, and definitely with the squad being adjusted to a um, a back three right now, obviously taking a whole center back out of that role, reverting to a back four, 
could pose some problems for the whole squad in terms of tactics and formation. Um, so why don't we head on over to Spain. Um, some news on Dembele and both Rafinha. We'll start with Rafinha, who has been recently cleared. Um, he's 100% fit coming back from two meniscus surgeries. He's been out of the squad since last spring, actually. Um, with the Classico coming up this weekend, Ben, do you think we could see Rafinha playing in this game? Um, I think I think you've always got to be wary when you you know players have been out in, on long term injuries and, and, and throwing them sort of back in at the deep end, uh, particularly in, in in such a big game. You know, there's there's always that um, that big rush of adrenaline. You want you want to come out and you want to prove a point and you want to you know perform at your best. I think players need to be managed you know very carefully. Um, and you know, a, a place on the bench, you know, possibly. Um, could we see minutes? Mm, you know, we'll see. There's no guarantees with that. Yeah, I agree on that. Maybe we can see a late cameo from him if the game is kind of set to bed with a few minutes left. Um, another player that's going to come back from injury soon, Ousmane Dembele, the youngster from France playing for Barcelona. Um, the press has kind of been on hinge as if he's going to have a role in El Clasico. But the manager has recently stated that he will not play in El Clasico and he will be fully fit starting in 2018. Um, so we can expect Ousmane Dembele to be back in the squad, providing width on the right-hand side for Barcelona starting next year. Going over to um, Germany, Bayern Munich, Thiago recently went down with an undisclosed thigh muscle injury. Now, from the looks of the film, it looks like he may have injured one of his quadricep muscles, the muscles in the front of your leg there. Um, but the club hasn't released any statement on this injury. And, in fact, they're kind of being a little bit secretive. And Bayern Munich has also gone under changes in, their, in terms of their medical staff and their surgeons. So hopefully we'll be able to hear some information on his injury soon. And finally, in Genoa, um, United States fans will be happy to hear that Giuseppe Rossi, the striker out of uh, New Jersey has recently signed with Genoa, a team in Serie A in Italy. Um, he has completed his ACL recovery. Uh, this is actually the third time he has torn his ACL, and he also tore his meniscus prior to that. So best of luck to him, and hopefully he continues on with a good and healthy career. Um, so, Ben, do you have any other updates you'd like to tell our listeners? Um. I think that one of the big concerns coming out from the weekend um, was was the absence of, of David Silva against Tottenham. Again, um, you, you know that came as a bit of a shock. There was no mention in the in the build up to the game at the Eddie had, um, and and Pep Guardiola, um, you know, wouldn't say anything other than um, Silva was missing through personal reasons. Um, now the concern for me um, was was um, the post match celebrations. There was a lot of reference to the number 21 shirt that, that David Silva wears. Um, Kevin De Bruyne on his, on his goal, you know, he signaled a, a two and a one with his finger. Um, you know, and this, you know, there's something going on there. Um, we're not quite sure what it is. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of rumors going around on, on the internet. You, ha you obviously have to be very careful with, 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 you know, what you're reading and, and, how much you look into that, but I, but I think you know whatever's happened there could be you know potentially quite serious. 
and we're expecting an update maybe um you know he's playing in the Carabao Cup um this week and if it's not you know before that game maybe post match or certainly ahead of the you know next weekend's games yeah definitely best of luck to David Silva hopefully everything is okay with him um he's truly truly a great player one of the best to play for city and we really do hope that whatever um whatever he's dealing with right now he has a good recovery from um, any other news you'd like to update us with on then? Um, I mean, just a couple of problems. We obviously watched um, the Everton in, in Swansea game. That's just uh, just finished over here. Um, it was quite quite sad to see Wilfred Boney um, pick up a, an injury. I think it was just after 47 seconds of, of kickoff. Actually went into the game um, with a, with a slight muscular problem, um, and it looks like that's been a, a recurrence. You know, if if it, if diagnosed with a with a tear or strain there, you know that's that's almost certain to to rule him out of the out of the program. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, what that could probably do is open the door for Tammy Abraham to come into the side who who started on the bench this evening. So that's maybe you know one positive to come from that. Um, elsewhere, some some big injuries. Um, you know, Stoke really struggling at the moment. And there was good news with regards to Bruno Martin's Indy. Um, there were concerns initially that the defender could be ruled out for up to two months with a groin problem. Um, further tests have since revealed um, that it, it, you know it's it's not as bad as initially thought. Um, although he's, he's likely to miss Christmas, he could return in, in early January. Um, and also Kurt Zuma, he's another player who who went off uh, with a hamstring problem um, seven days ago. You know, and and with Stoke sort of shipping goals and and hovering sort of precariously close to the relegation zone, um, Mark Hughes really needs those two players back. They've been, you know, quite influential this this season. So, um, you know, sooner the better for them. Um, across at Liverpool, you know, great going forward, um, but they've had sort of one or two well documented issues at the back. Um, Fortunately, it looks like Joel Matip. Could be um, closing in on a return. He picked up a thigh problem um, at the beginning of the month, uh, and again, initially there were concerns that it could be maybe a, a four to six weeks absence for him. But we're probably now maybe looking at uh, December the 26th, give or take, for for a return for him. Um, however, the news regarding Alberto Moreno um, isn't so good, um, and uh, tests are ongoing. The, the fullback is actually meeting with a specialist um, to have a look at a, a tendon problem in, in his ankle. Um, you know, and potentially uh, what they're seeing is he could be, you know, sidelined for maybe another sort of four to six weeks from this stage. So that's a bit of a blow for them. Yeah, definitely. With all these injuries coming into play going into the Christmas and Boxing Day seasons, um, clubs' steps are going to be tested with clubs playing games every three days, possibly every other day going into the Christmas period. It's going to be important for managers to keep their squads fresh, get their squads rotated in and out to avoid both these acute and chronic overuse injuries. Um, is there anything else you'd like to mention to our listeners before we close out? Um, I'm just, I'm just having a look through. I mean, um, you know, teams to be aware of, we talked about sort of chronic uh, overuse injuries. You've got to feel a little bit for, for Watford. Um, you know, they've currently got 12, that's one, two, 
12 first-team players uh, potentially sort of missing this weekend, either through injury or suspension. Um, the club's on a, on a massive downward turn. Um, they had a, another sending off there at the weekend. Um, you know, a lot of their injuries are, are long-term. Um, Marco Silva started the season off. Uh, you know, Watford were on, on red-hot form, doing really well, but, but that's coming back to bite them. Um, and even um, in David Moyes, short tenure across at West Ham, again, a manager who's come in, um, he, he, he took over from Slovan Bilic, and, and West Ham have really sort of improved of late, really kicked into gear, and it, it, it looked as if their, their treatment room was beginning to clear. Um, however, they, you know, they've picked up another um, three to four injuries just within the last sort of four to five days. Um, one or two of those only thought to be minor, the likes of Pablo Zabaleta um, picked up a, a, a dead leg early in the game on, on at the weekend there. And, and Andy Cowell had been ruled out prior to that because of a back injury. But the concerns are, are particularly over captain sort of Mark Noble. Um, now, he limped off in the first half with a hamstring strain. Well, Mark Wanatovic, um, he was replaced later on with a, with a calf problem. Now, with such a quick turnaround between games, you know, it, 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 it's difficult, it, you know, even if a player is going to be missing for maybe sort of seven to 14 days, you know, potentially that, that could rule them out for sort of two to three matches. And with it being so close down there at the bottom of the, of the, of the league at the moment, you know, that can have a, a massive, a massive impact on, on, on sides fighting against relegation. Yeah, definitely. When comes, they're going to be looking at the clubs are going to be looking at the table in um, April, May and June those two, three points that slipped off in uh, December are really going to come into play. So hopefully all these players can stay healthy. We can see the best out of every club as we head into the Christmas period. And I'd like to, again, thank all of our listeners today. Uh, again, my name is Andy. You can follow me at Knots on Twitter and Instagram. And here is my friend Ben Dinnery. Follow him at Ben Dinnery on Twitter and follow his website, premierinjuries.com. Thanks again, and we'll hopefully be able to give you another podcast sometime soon.